Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Temperley, our Head of Investment Development. Together we'll be looking at the performance of investment markets and discussing Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on Zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. We saw a strong start to the year for equity markets throughout January. Um, Did that persist into February? Uh, yes, Ian, and good morning to you. We've had a kind of a V-shaped recovery, weak markets at the end of last year, particularly in December, and now two very strong months in, in January and also in February. So we saw the world market in euro terms rise by about 3.5% in February, following on from January's 7.5% rise. So um, very strong markets. The recovery in risk appetite can be explained for a couple, by a couple of uh, issues. Firstly, markets were very oversold at the end of December. And secondly, we've had a more pragmatic approach by policymakers, especially uh, the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve are now talking about no more rate rises in 2019. Uh, of course, we've had nine rate rises so far in the cycle, and it was expected there were going to be three more in 2019. But the Federal Reserve now hinting that there'll be possibly no more rate rise this year. And if we look further out the curve, the markets are anticipating maybe even a rate cut in 2020. So that change in rate expectations has obviously helped equities uh, so far in 2019. We spoke last month about uh, a broad uh, upward movement in geographical areas for equity markets. Uh, did we see that in February as well? Yes, it was uh, positive across the board. Um, so you know, we look at local uh, local currency returns for February from the major markets. The best performing market was Australia, which was up over 5%. Uh, the poorest was the UK, but it again was up. It was up about 1.5%. Uh, and the most important market, the US stock market, rose by about 3% during February. And I suppose at a sector level, was it a case of green across the board there as well? As in January, we saw the uh, cyclical um, economically sensitive stocks outperform and that's what you often get when markets are strong. You get the more what we call risk on type of sectors, technology uh, and those type of areas performing strongly and the more defensive areas uh, not performing as well and that's exactly what happened during during February. And moving over to, to fixed income and uh, Eurozone sovereign debt in particular, we did see uh, longer dated government bonds uh, do pretty well into the back end of 2018 and, and they had an okay start to um, January as well. Did we see any changes in that uh, trajectory trade February? Marginally, the, the, the European bond markets were down about a half percent overall in, in February, but they remain in positive territory year to date, up about just about one percent. So not too much action in, in, in Eurozone bonds in 2019. Uh, it's probably worth noting that the Italian bond market has been the weakest uh, bond market within the Eurozone uh, so, you know, so far so far this year. So when we look at yields, the German 10-year bond yield uh, rose marginally from 0.15% to 0.18% um, and uh, equivalent US yields rose from 2.63 to 2.72. So slight increase in yields, therefore prices were down slightly during February. 
Moving over to commodities and, and some of the currency movements we may have seen so far uh, this year, commodity prices have rebounded off lows uh, in recent months. Um, and there has been some talk uh, of that persisting throughout 2019. And commodities are a large part of the alternative sectors of, say, the Prisma Fund. So what sort of movements did we see there throughout the month? Again, in this sort of risk-on environment during the first two months of this year, uh, commodity prices performed strongly. So overall, commodities were up about 2.5% in January, following in February following January's 8% plus rise. So strong commodity prices, particularly in the energy sector and particularly the oil price, uh, which rose about 6% in February following January's 15% uplift. Um, and of course, the, the oil price appears to be rising sharply due to the fact that people are not as concerned about the US-China trade tensions as they were previously. There's some hope that there will be a resolution of that dispute, uh, which means, of course, that economic growth may not have come off as much as previously anticipated. Stronger growth is good for commodity prices. And we look into the metals then, say, obviously the most uh, most commonly quoted precious metal in terms of gold, but then also copper, which is very important for industrial production. What sort of moves did we see in the month for them? Well, gold price fell marginally. Of course, it was up in January, but copper was very strong and we saw copper rise by about 6% last month. Um, we spoke at, uh, at our events throughout January and in our Outlook documents uh, about the potential for selling into strength that we saw it in markets and taking a bit of profit off the table. Uh, potentially. Have we made any positional changes, uh, both at an asset allocation level and perhaps at a geographical level? Yes, Ian, we have uh, made a significant move, albeit a tactical move, towards the end of February into the start, first few days of March. We have taken profits in equities. We've moved the equity content of our multi-asset funds from the towards the top of the ranges down towards the middle of ranges. So quite a significant uh, move. Uh, we have done this because markets have risen so so much already in 2019. Uh, there isn't any particularly good news to have driven the markets so high, apart from the fact that the Federal Reserve has taken a more dovish tone. So we think it's appropriate to, to take some profits. Uh, it's, I say it's a tactical rather than a strategic move, and we'll see how the markets play out over the next few weeks. Um, and at that point, we may go back into equities if markets have fallen. Uh, we may not. We'll see how, how, how we're judged at the time. Okay, so as always, as an active manager, we're, we're keeping an open mind in terms of what, what future events may hold. Exactly. Uh, you asked about regional and sector positions within the equity content. So we've, we've more or less uh, downsized across uh, pro rata across the board. So the, the geographical positions remain unchanged, as do the, the sectoral positions. So we have a positive bias towards the Asia-Pacific region. We have a negative bias towards Europe and the UK and when it comes to sectors, it's mainly we have a positive bias towards more cyclical areas and, and less so in some of the defensive areas like you know, real estate and utilities. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. Uh, as always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest.